Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Mind War podcast. My name is Envy Stradel, and I'm the host of the podcast. And at Mind Warp, we talk about new and promising innovations and technology shaping our world and the mining and natural resources industries, specifically, of course. A quick word of thanks again to MinerP, who's the primary sponsor of the Mind Warp podcast. MinerP is the world's leading digital solutions platform, providing interoperability between mining technical disciplines, financial and logistic themes, and of course, the ESG drivers across the mining business. You can check them out on uh, www.minerp.com. Today, we welcome Alex Bertram to the podcast. As a self-described real-world technologist, I like that, the work that Alex and his team has been doing over the past years to press digital solutions into service to eliminate dangerous work has captured a lot of attention. And of course, that's not the only thing that you've been doing. Alex, uh, welcome to the Mind World podcast. Thanks, MP. Really happy to be here. You're, uh, we're speaking to you in Perth, is that right? Yeah, that, that's that's right. Um, uh, normally sunny, uh, normally sunny Perth, uh, a little bit, little bit rainy, which is uh, out of the ordinary. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I remember quite a few rainy and windy days in Perth. Uh, so, uh, you know, somehow when I think of Perth, rain isn't that far from my mind. You know? <laughs> that makes Alex, one of you MP. Yeah, <laughs> Alex. So, so interestingly, you know, uh, you spent a lot of time in mining and in technology, but you didn't start out as an engineer, nor uh, in really in the software game, did you? No, you're right. You're right, MP. Um, <clears throat> I'm a bit of a, a square peg in a round hole um, to to an extent. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, my my formal work uh, over the last 14 years odd um, with with BHP, being a finance and marketing, you know, Bachelor of Commerce, uh, <laughs> you know, great graduate. I, I did earn a little bit of credibility um, doing a, a Masters of Science, um, which was for project management. Um, oddly, oddly enough, while right. uh, working on large capital projects in the uh, in in the Pilbara, so I, I got a skerrick of credibility with my engineering brethren. Uh, coming back into uh, coming back in with uh, with that qualification. Yeah. So so how did it how did it happen that you uh, that you ended up spending time, I guess uh, both with probably one of the world's most recognisable mining companies, BHP, and uh, and also being seconded to the most recognisable world in software to to Microsoft to boot. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good good question. I'll, I'll give a, a, a brief um, kind of synopsis, I guess, on my, my background. Um, uh, yeah, as, as I said, uh, around 14 years with, with BHP in, in, in total um, since moved out of BHP very, very recently. Um, a lot of folk, particularly uh, yeah, some of my, my friends would always ask me, how have you been in one place for so long? And the reality is that I wasn't. I worked for one company, but but had a, a lot of you know, different experience over that those 14, 14 years. Uh, in particular, yeah, the, the first seven years of my time at uh, at BHP was heavily focused in the major capital project space mm -hmm. uh, as a study uh, business analyst to start with. Across into being a project engineer, out you know getting my boots a little bit dirty in, in construction uh, and then back into you know, study lead uh, roles and you're doing pre-feasibility studies and concept studies and, and those sorts of things before you're know, heading off into you know, portfolio management with our 
uh, head office in Melbourne. Beyond that, the second seven years was you know, really where I, I got the opportunity to work on real world uh, problems and, and you know, leveraging, you know, leveraging technology to, to, to solve some you know, uh, pretty, pretty big problems in our, and opportunities in our, um, in our industry. And, and I've mm-hmm. really found my passion um, you know, when it comes to you know, applied technology, um, hence the real world uh, technologist <laughs> yeah, for our, our frontline teams and really improving work and conditions for our yeah, folk that work on the front line. You also got the opportunity to to work with Microsoft for a bit. Yeah, so that that was a you know that was a great um, a great opportunity um, to to work with the, the the team in 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 Microsoft for around six months. That came about um, a bit of a confluence of uh, of of events. Uh, so the the work that I was doing, you know, with a fantastic technical team on elimination of live work and and these uh, dash tools, we were fortunate enough to or we we put the effort in and we we won BHP Safety Excellence Award in 2020 2021, which was a great achievement. And uh, in the same at the back end of uh, back end of 2020, we actually had um, Sachin Nadella, the, the global CEO of Microsoft, visit uh, visit our team virtually. Yeah, you know, we wouldn't even let Sachin <laughs> in through the West Australian border at that time. And you know, through you know, building those you know, the, the relationships with the Microsoft team, there was then an opportunity to you know, go and learn from you know, different industries uh, and learn from some folk that are you're know, doing awesome work in technology and you know, kind of learn from the best. So that was a great uh, great experience for me. I guess uh, it's, it's interesting. I cut my teeth in mining beginning of the 2000s, uh, also developing risk management and safety management solutions. Uh, so we've got a bit of uh, a thing or something in common there, except that was on the software side a little bit more. And yours, of course, lives on the confluence between software and, 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 and hardware. But it, it is a critical element that mining needs to continuously improve on, I guess. So what made you get involved with specifically that aspect of mining. Yeah, I think the the safety side and and personal you know, safety for you know, individuals that you know, do you know, really you know, challenging work in in you know, the, some of the most challenging environments on the planet. You know, we, yeah, we you know, a lot of miners um, in most. You know, we'll talk about you know safety being being first. You know, safe tons being what we're what what we're after. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the great things about you know BHP is that's you know, that's very that's very true and rings through into you know, not just the rhetoric but the you know, the actions and decisions that folk take so that that's really you know where the you know where the drive came from and i had a, a fantastic leader on the the south Lake project development the uh, tim day um is his his name and, and tim set a goal uh, to change industry and to eliminate live work from all uh, mobile equipment and and that's where the journey started for me you told me a a really interesting story when we first talked about i think it was a was it a fitter who demonstrated the the real danger to to one of your senior managers who came around to have a look. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us that story as well? Yeah, no, that that's a, a good one, and I'll I'll maybe um hold the hold the names to um keep the the innocent dog people in. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That that's that's right. So we uh, at at one point we had one of our you know quite senior executives um come through one of our operations where you know, mm. uh, the the tool had been uh, been deployed and and she had a you know, a, a great interaction with you know, two of our you know, frontline fitters um that had uh, 
demonstrated uh, slew ring deflection measurement, uh, which is one of the, the really risky tasks in our in our industry on uh, on hydraulic driven excavators out in the um, or any excavators really um, out in the out in the field in the pit um, in mm. in uh, open pit environments. Um, and what slew ring deflection you know, is for for folk that haven't seen it, it's the the great big bearing that's maybe you know two three meters diameter that holds the the tracks of the machine together with the the top deck of the machine, um, think a big, big digger, big excavator, um, holds it together. And periodically, you know, around every eight weeks, you you meant to measure the the movement that that particular um, that particular bearing has in it. And something I learned was, you know, the tolerance of these bearings is is measured in you know, two, three millimeters um, of tolerance and movement in these, you know, four, six, eight hundred ton machines, and it's it's such a fine tolerance. And the work today requires maintainers um, for that particular task, and that's one of a hundred odd tasks on a hydraulic driven excavator um, where maintainers have to work in the line of fire looking at an indicator on a gauge so you know, on a micrometer in that case to, to measure measure movement so we, we had the opportunity to um, demonstrate you know, how we could change that work with the the, the tool BHP developed um, and the team that, that did it the two fitters you know were really engaged they were two very passionate folk you know showing how they could uh, use a tablet um, to connect you know, uh, dispense with the paperwork and, and get on with their job and uh, the, the executive um, who was you know, had a, a fair remit around you know, technology um, across mm-hmm. our, our business globally still does she asked a, asked a question she said um, Along the lines of, you know, as as I've been traveling around um, you know, different sites and engaging with folk on the front line, yeah, you know, when we talk about technology, it's largely you know, folk questioning the the quality of the Wi-Fi at camp or you know why the um, video conference systems you know, um, struggle. You know the usual gripes that folk have, um, you know, regardless of, of of how good or bad things are. But you're you know you're you seem pretty you know, passionate and engaged in this and you know, enjoying it. Like that's. It's not something we see often when it comes to technology. What's yeah. what's different? And uh, one of the fitters um, who did the demo, uh, he was in his, in his coveralls, um, you know, covered in grease. You know, all of you know us yeah. visitors were in our very shiny um, high vis PPE. And uh, he, he chimes in and says, and "I'm going to use his language, MP. So you yeah. might need to censor me here." Um, <laughs> uh, he, he chimes into to to the question that was posed and, and says, "Yeah, it's it's good." Because we don't have to, uh, you know, fuck around with all the paperwork that you have to do for, you know, JHAs and you know, dragging a supervisor out before you can start the job, and I can just sit in the aircon in my ute, um, or sit in the aircon in the the cab of the machine, and and just, you know, get on with the job. Like it's it's yeah. it's really good. And yeah, to that, yeah, the executive uh, responded. Uh, with a bit of a smirk on her face, uh, I think what you meant to say was it's about safety and productivity, and that got a bit of a chuckle. But the the fitter didn't leave it there. He, he kind of leans back, and in my mind's eye, because I've told this story a few times, he he strokes his you know strokes his beard, and says, "Yeah, no, nah, it's the aircon. Hey, we we couldn't have scripted it if we if we tried." And and that for me was a you know, pivotal experience because we mm-hmm. we got to see you know that the that the real difference between having a an inherent motivator to use a new tool because it's improving your your, your work and your conditions and and you know what, what you get out of your get out of your work you know, versus forcing um, you know forcing new technology onto to folk folk aren't resistant you know, on the on the front line to um, to change um, they just don't don't tolerate things that don't improve their you know, already um, pretty full on work life. 
Absolutely. That's a really interesting story. I, I enjoyed it a lot, but I could just, I could also see him in my mind's eye. <laughs> but I think something that, 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 stands, that stands out for me there was, you know, how it is really not only about the physical work and the, and, and the physical danger, but it also, it shows how even in that small instant, there was already a bit of transformation uh, uh, that had happened. Not only in the willingness, but in now the work is is not only done quicker with digital tools, but it is actually done differently, which is the, the, the difference in, in my mind, at least, between digitizing the same thing and actually transforming the way that, that work is done by means of digital solutions. Yeah, no, it's a really good observation, MP. I think, um, yeah, and we very much in that in that work um, took a, a very deliberately you know small small step. So yes, we're transforming or changing work. Yeah, in that case, still you know um, requiring folk to you know drive out to a machine through the pit and and you know, be within a few hundred meters of um, to do their do their work. That being said, you know for us in and for the team in that in that work, the the goal was to enable um, or to eliminate live work so the you know the really risky work that folk do on every operation on the planet it's not limited just to you know one one minor yeah that folk are exposed to real real risk now uh, the approach could have been taken to um, you know roll out the tool and and you know kind of force something on um, on on team actually being used and embraced by teams um, you know, who who face that risk you know, every every day in the case of um, in the case of you know, BHP's work on on dash tools, the, you don't actually address the, the 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 risk to start with. So yeah, if you're not changing work, you know, what are you actually um, what are you actually doing? Is probably my challenge to you yeah. know, a lot of digital transformation efforts. Yeah. Uh, of course, one of the I guess uh, enterprise um, obstacles, if I can call it that, to to, to these kinds of um, technologies and and to innovation in general when it comes to digital solutions, but uh, not only digital, is that too often, people who are entrepreneurial or, or inventive want to boil the ocean. And, and, and we tend to have big visions for big things. And we're not willing to start small and, and prove ourselves first. You've got a very specific opinion about that, don't you? Yeah, um, and, and probably yeah, through yeah, lived experience, boiling the ocean on plenty of things um, and, and seeing yeah, others, others do, the, do the same yeah, across, across industry. Um, yeah, it's very, very easy to uh, yeah, take an approach to yeah, maybe think big and have a great big problem and then try to eat the elephant all in one go. And yeah, the the budget and patience of the organisation, you know, most organisations will run out before you've you've even um, gotten through a small amount of you know, eating the eating the elephant soda, so yeah. to speak. So the yeah the the approach I, I suppose that you know, over over time you know, um, I've I've learnt from you know, work um, you know, with my former employer and and you know, across across industry in general, it's really you know, to to think big. So what's the great big hairy problem that you're going to solve that's important you know for for someone or for a group. Yeah, the, the next bit then is start small. What's the smallest possible you know, step you can take to you know, prove or disprove that one, it's technically viable, and two, that there's you know, validated demand. Someone's actually going to going to pay for it if, if it's something that needs to be paid for. And once you've done that, you've you've proven you know, that the the problem can be solved, and there's there's real demand there, and someone's going to put their hand in their pocket um, to pay for it. Scale it fast. 
you know, mm. you know, people will people will beat you. Um, mm. uh, you know, if you don't if you don't move very very quickly. So yeah, that 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 approach um, yeah certainly is something that's um, that that's really yeah, helped to to, to focus um, on a, a really important goal. And I, I talked about you know, the organisation's goal on the the work on Dash, but then yeah, breaking it down into very small um, very small components um, mm. yeah, has been yeah, really really important. And maintaining that focus over time is also something that's really really important um yeah. it's very very easy to get um distracted by the you know, other opportunities and features and capability that you can you can bring into a solution uh, or a product you, you have the risk of end of ending up you know diluting um what you're actually trying to achieve and taking your eye off that ball so you've got to i guess dream at the level of the epic live at the level of the sprint <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Um, and and you, you, you brought up Agile, so I'll have to jump on jump on that for a second. Um, yeah. Another learning, you know, certainly for me um, over time, I think I was the first person you know, from you know, the big Australian um, in a very long time, maybe even ever, to attend the Agile Australia uh, conference back in 2016. Mm-hmm. It was the first conference that I'd been to. You know, I'd, I'd been with BHP in that case you know, since 2008. And yeah. my, my boss at the time when he when he approved me going to that conference he he, he was new to the organization new to bhp um you know a fantastic mentor of of mine um alan alan by is his name uh yeah influential and and you know get stuff done um uh yeah person in our in our in our industry and i i'm I, you know, very fortunate to um be, be under alan's tutelage for 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 a while there and it was interesting when, when i attended uh, agile australia for the first for the first time i uh, I convinced the, the the folk on the registration desk to take a look through the registrations and tell me yeah, um, how many other folk from mining companies were were there. And mm-hmm. there was only one other person, I think it was from MMG Mining there at the time. Fast forward to you know, Agile Australia 2018 or 19, or maybe 19, there was a contingent from you know, my, my former employer and, and certainly <laughs> many, many others, um, <laughs> but it's certainly not a panacea uh, yeah, e- either. Um, there's, yeah. there's a lot of benefit to the methods. No, definitely. So one of the interesting things about that method, I guess, is also the involvement of bigger teams in, in smaller sprints. And and you've talked about, let's call it diversity in teams. I, I saw an article that you wrote about, you know, getting younger people involved uh, really early on and, and the value that that added. What's your opinion on, on um, training versus experience? Yeah, I think you need both. Like theory, theory without you know, in practice, um, you know, understanding is is pretty difficult, regardless of the discipline. And it's okay to have folk that you know maybe don't have the experience. We've all not had experience in in, in a bunch of things um, at, at any any time. But you know, making sure that you 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 give folk that you know, that experience, or, or at least pair them up with people that that do, and they can you know, learn from one another. I think that's that's really important. Maybe more broadly to your question, um, you know, uh, you know, we we've seen uh, or the you know, industry has seen the benefit. Benefit, um, you know, of having you know, diverse teams and and really diversity of thought, you know, coming yeah. into um, you know, how you operate or build or, or you know, whatever it is that you're doing um, is is really really important. But diversity without inclusion and without enabling you know, folk with you know, different divergent views and 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 opinions that are driven from mm. you know, uh, driven from a whole bunch of different factors, um, if they don't have the ability to have their voice heard and and be able to influence things, then you know, diversity is not not worth anything with uh, without inclusion. Then it's merely presence. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a good way to good way to put it, Empty. 
So uh, I wanted to actually read a, a quote from a post on LinkedIn, BHP uh, Bulletin CEO Mike Henry, who was commenting on Dash tools, and we were talking about agility now, and, and he linked the two concepts, you know, the development that you've done and agility and competitiveness. He says this type of agility resource companies will need to be competitive in the future. Uh, I thought that was a very keen observation, you know, that, uh, that he linked fast innovation with the kind of agility that mines will need to to remain competitive because mining mining is changing i always ask our guests you know do they think that there's really real change and some think nothing has changed much over the past 20 years and some say well you know what if you look in 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 smaller areas and you're willing to to dive deeper things are really changing what's your opinion yeah, I'm 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 with you, and and thanks for you know, that sharing that the the Mike Henry quote. Um, that that was actually Mike's first speech after he was announced as the um as the the next CEO of 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 BHP. So I you know my uh, my my team and I um yeah at the time we got a lot yeah we that, that pumped up our tires you know, hearing Mike <laughs> talk about our uh, talk about our story and and the approach that we'd um we, we'd taken to you know take a really big problem you know, think big. Um, eliminate live work from all machines. Um, start small, and and what he talked about, and I think some of the details are even in the speech. We took a great development from a team before us um, that had developed a, a sensor gateway for into machines, um, and uh, used that to then uh, yeah address, or demonstrate that we could address live work by putting sensors in harm's way, not not people. And and we did that work on a a very small excavator in uh, a little 1.7 ton excavator in about six weeks from an idea mm -hmm. on a whiteboard to a, a full system you know, working that we're able to then build trust with uh, operators uh, enough that they let us you know do the same thing in the same time period on a 400 ton excavator in the in the field um jump. So that was another that was another 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 six weeks so there was two weeks in there uh, uh on top where we managed to you know get through our uh the the cyber security side of things it's really really important to get that um to get that right and 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 that gets the 16 weeks that mike preferred to from an idea mm. on a whiteboard to a you know, full-scale prototype so yeah very very proud of that uh of of that achievement very early um very mm. early on alex i think um we should probably start drawing this to a close, uh, although I could chat about this for <laughs> for hours more, and I'm sure you could as well. I wanted to ask you just to um, to reflect for us on some of the uh, objections that you had to overcome. Now, I'm not talking about obstacles as much as objections. Was there a lot of doubt that uh, that things could really change? And then in the end, was there actually really an improvement in the safety figures that you observed and and you you can talk about your specific experience but you can also talk generally yeah sure no that, that's a it's, a it's a good point and 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 maybe to to, to make that point yeah i'm certainly not uh, as a former bhp employee uh mm. you're certainly not talking on on behalf of bhp and the yeah these yeah, yeah these stories are, are great to be able to be able to share and and a lot of them have been in the public domain for a little while now mm. but it's great to be able to have a conversation mp um uh, with you and 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 share it with your audience yes yeah, certainly yeah lots of um, objections and, and and obstacles along the way um yeah when you're trying to you know change work in a in a material way you you, you get that one of the things that's been quite interesting yeah through you know, this this journey has been um the the, the difference in 
uh, response from industry. And when I talk about industry, I'm talking about you know, partners in um, sure. you know, large heavy equipment um, OEMs and and even peers in uh, you know, peers in industry um, or competitors. Mm-hmm. When you're talking safety. Um, it actually drops a huge amount of obstacles and, and barriers, you know, as it as it should. No one, I don't think any of the miners um, would say that they they do safety for competitive advantage. Um, you know, no one in industry gets any benefit um, from folk not getting home to their you know, families in the you know, same or better condition that they yeah. they they turned they turned up in. And that's been really you know, kind of um, inspiring for me um, to to see. Yeah, the industry really rally around um, yeah, this particular, you know, this is one solution. There's lots of great safety innovations sure. um, out um, out there, but but being able to you know, motivate real collaboration across industry uh, has been extremely exciting. And the the kind of leave your badge at the door, your know, mentality that we've yes. seen, um, yeah, has been yeah, has been phenomenal. In in fact, um, yeah, towards the end of last year, this was um, publicised by by BHP at the time. Um, we had uh, Rio Tinto, Newmont, and BHP together with representatives from Caterpillar, Komatsu, Liebherr, and Epiroc uh, mm-hmm. at uh, one of BHP's operations um, for a few days. Yeah, you know, together collaborating on uh, on improving frontline safety in, uh, and eliminating live work um, in in heavy mobile equipment. The thing that surprised me the most, you know, during that that visit was the we had a great mix of senior leaders um, yeah. you know, to the you know, maybe more important people that swing spanners and hammers on the front line from all of those organisations. Um, none of them had seen that happen before right. across miners nor OEMs at that kind of you know scale yeah. that we did. And these are folk with I think the collective experience um, that we had when we summed it up across the twenty or so folk that. That attended it was in the hundreds of years um yeah lots of lots of folk with yeah 10 20 you know, there's a couple of a uh, couple of industry veterans with 30 years experience uh there and, and that really surprised me um that, that we haven't seen that level of collaboration we, we certainly see it in the safety space in oil and gas um oil and gas probably unfortunately motivated by the catastrophic nature of um of uh, your fatality risks that they face yeah from a process safety you know standpoint um you know they've they they have rallied together mining we haven't seen that as much and i think there's a great yeah, I've certainly seen that over the last few years and, and something that I'm really passionate about being involved in and, and helping to drive across industry yeah, even as I I move out uh, onto my own ventures. Can you let the cat out of the bag uh, what your new ventures will entail? <laughs> yeah, if, if I if I knew MP, I could tell you. No, so I'm a and uh, I'm a I'm a very proud um, you know, father. Um, mm-hmm. So I have two uh, fantastic kids, uh, a seven year old and a and an 18, 19 month old. So I'm taking the opportunity um, in between things to take on a much harder role of being being dad and and uh, taking on you know, more of the the weight um, in our in our household as my mm-hmm. uh, my fantastic partner, uh, who's a process engineer um, okay. who works for Chevron. She's stepping into a into a bigger role so i'll i'll take over some of the the heavy lifting uh, mental and physical um on the on the home front for a little while at least i'll try to so that's the broad plan is is uh yeah spend some more time uh you're looking after the household and with uh with my young family but but also you know helping you know, in in areas where you know we can really make a
make a difference across our our industry and you know, both mm. learning from others and also transferring some of what we've uh, yeah what we've done as an industry yeah to other other industries. Um, I think there's a there's a great opportunity on the safety front um, and mm. also yeah the ever emerging decarbonisation yeah, agenda. There's yeah. a there's a huge urgency and a lot of action required there. So yeah, that's mm. a, another area that I'm uh, yeah looking at getting getting behind and and trying to trying to help drive. Alex, it's been a pleasure having you on, on my book. Um, thanks a lot for sharing all the wisdom and experience and, and, and great stories as well. And uh, <clears throat> all the best with the, uh, you know, with the rest of your future and the immediate future. You'll, uh, you, you probably need a lot of uh, good luck on that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. I think dad's the, dad's the hardest job that I'll ever, um, uh, yeah, that I'll ever, ever have, but probably the most rewarding as well. I was just going to say, of course, it's it's uh, it is hard, but it's also fantastically uh, rewarding. Just before I let you go, the same question that I ask every one of my guests on Mindwarp, and that is, what's on your bedside table? What are you reading? Yeah, so at the at the moment, MP, um, I'm reading a great book by uh, Jeff Lawson uh, called "Ask Your Developer." And yeah, really, what that's about, and it's kind of what the it's written in the title, but yeah, it talks about the 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 benefit of you know really understanding, um, but not you know trying to control and and micromanage, but yeah, kind of understand enough about the you know the topic areas of the you know, technical work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and software development is certainly not a strong suit for me, but yeah, as Mark uh, Andreessen said, software is eating the world, um, yeah. and yeah, certainly an area that I want to yeah learn enough to be able to yeah uh, yeah build uh, help folk build some you know, great things and solve some really important problems so uh yeah jeff's book um ask your developer um uh, yeah it's a great it's a great read so far almost almost done sounds like a good one and uh as a as a, an ex-developer myself uh, i think i might go and check it out <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good thanks a lot alex